With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. It's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90 Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. And we are here with a preview of Newcastle United versus Liverpool. Um, I'll be hosting tonight. It's me, Mark, and I am joined by uh, Ian. Good evening, Ian. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks. Good, good. And our very own Clinton Baptiste is in the house today again <laughs> with us. Psychic <laughs> Scott is here. All of these predictions are going very, very well. Scott, have you got another one lined up for tonight? Uh, it'll probably come crashing down in flames tonight, but yes, I do. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, very good, very good. And uh, Jack is with us, a face we haven't seen for a, a little while. He's been far too busy living his best life, uh, but good to see you, Jack. How's things? Nice to see you, mate. It's all good. How's everything with you? Spot on. I mean, what's what's not to love at the minute about Newcastle United with the way things are going? You know, we're uh, we're, we're flying high in the just just about, I think we're still in the top half of the table at the moment. You know, we've uh, got a fantastic home record uh, coming up against a team that has got an equally good recent results record at the moment as well in Liverpool, who are pushing at the top of the league in a, a title fight with Man City. So, it's going to be a, a bit of a tricky game at, at the weekend. Um, what's your thoughts, Ian? How do you think? How do you say you're going? Um, it's obviously Liverpool are just a different class from the, them. Them and City just absolute different class in the league at the minute. Um, I think it'll be a very very tricky game. Um, obviously they've just came back from two 0 win against Villarreal last night. Um, played a full strength squad. I would hope 
hope um, that they may rest one or two, but even resting one or two, they've still got an unbelievable squad. So um, obviously we're on the back of six straight wins. Um, I would like to see we put up a fight and, and maybe throw a spanner in the works of their Premier League run though. So um, I think Eddie Howe will, will have them well drilled again. Um, it should make for a, a decent game. Yeah, you would certainly hope that being in action in, in midweek in Europe would have a, a little bit of effect on them. Um, but as we saw in their, their last league game, they've got a, a bit of reinforcement on the bench that they can they can bring onto the pitch. Um, obviously, against Everton, they made a number of changes that resulted in them winning that game, Scott. And uh, could you could you see some of those, those fringe players coming in and, and doing a job? I think I could. I think they'll still field a pretty strong squad. I mean, there's still a Premier League title to go for. They're still going for the quadruple. So, I mean, he can rest players. They're not safe in the Champions League. I still think, you know, going away to Villarreal is still a very tough game. Um, was it Villarreal? Yeah, Villarreal, yeah. wasn't it? I, um, I think it's going to be tough for them. Obviously, they've got that 2-0 goal advantage, but uh, anything can happen when, you, when you're travelling through Europe like we all know. So, I think... You know, we saw when we played Leicester and they had that midweek game that they fielded some of the same players and they were a little bit tired, a little bit lethargic, and you could tell in the game. But like Ian said, Liverpool are just different gravy, aren't they? They're just their bench probably costs more than our entire squad does. So it's 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 something we're we're gonna aspire to be in the future, but I think maybe it's it's one game too far off here for us in terms of our home results. Yeah, it's, it definitely is going to be a tricky game and probably the, the biggest test that was, we've faced in the last few weeks when you, you look at the, the runner form that we've gone on. This there was probably a couple of games in there where you thought we, we might slip up and, you know, would be lucky to, to scrape through a point. I know a lot of us spoke about the kind of the three games that we had in, in, in wanting to take maybe four points from it. And lo and behold, we went and won all three. So, um but we are coming up against a, a, another form team that, that's going to be in there. And uh, we're also coming up against uh, our own old friend, Mike Dean, who uh, refereed the, the, the game at Anfield, where we had some dubious decisions. Um, he's on VAR this time. And we've got uh, Andre Mariner as the as the referee. Jack, do you, do you see it being a bit of a quiet game for the, the officials? Or do you see them having a, an impact on this game like, like they did the, the away fixture? I think it wouldn't really surprise me if we seen another VAR mess up, something between like the Ryan Fraser Man City penalty incident. We we've been pretty quiet with uh, VAR the last few games on this run. Um, off the top of my head, unless there's something that stands out that anybody else can point out, but uh, the controversy's been pretty quiet on our end. Um, a lot of like the decisions, such as like the Chris Wood penalty against Wolves has actually gone our way. Um, I mean, there's the Chelsea game, um, which an, an elbow is always up for debate. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think with with the standard of Premier League referees now, I think whenever, you know, the, you, you see the club account come out and they post Andre Mariner as the referee and everybody's like, oh, I'm not Andre Mariner. I think the standard of referees, it doesn't matter who you get, a lot of them are terrible, let's be honest. Like, whoever you get, they've all got a mistake in them. Um, and I think uh, is it John Moss has just come out today and said that he's also going to be retiring with Mike Dean at the end of the season. So maybe it's a, a time for a new breed of referees to hopefully come in. I think with the introduction of VAR, um, the, the, these sort of referees are, 
I think they've seen the end of their careers as well. And the game's changing, the referees are changing. But uh, I think with with this game coming up, we we can only rely on ourselves and and make our own fortune with it. We can't just rely on whether the referee's going to pull out the wrong decision or the right decision. I think if we just put the game and get the tactics right, a draw at best would be a great result for us. I think that's probably realistically where where most Newcastle fans are looking at the moment is is being at our best and you know a, a win would be wonderful but draws probably the the best we could hope for but hey we've we've had a few games in the, in recent weeks where we've we've thought that way and you know we've came away with the result through through hard work determination and and that little bit of luck so let's let's see what we we, we come away with um at the weekend so we are going in against uh liverpool uh, on saturday at 12 30 the early kickoff live on bt another sellout at st james's park uh, Ian, you're going to be there, um, and you're going to be seeing pretty much, I, I would imagine, the the same team that we've seen over the weekend with um, Ryan Fraser, Trippian, Callum Wilson still being unavailable for selection. Um, we did see a number of changes at the weekend, though a couple of surprises. Um, can you see Eddie sticking with those surprises, or just do, do you see some of the, the the more familiar names coming back into the the start? Yeah, I think you'll go probably the the lineups that were sort of the three home games I think no disrespect to Norwich but obviously they're not as good quality as as the, the three teams that you came up against at home um so I think you had a sort of more like more leeway to play around with it I, I didn't ex- to be honest I, I was listening on on Monday night I didn't expect uh not to see Dwight Gill I thought he might have played him um and I think it was a little bit harsh on Miggy as well um especially his performance against Palace I thought Sort of the three games that he's came in uh, while Fraser's been out, I think he's been, you can say, a massive improvement. And obviously, he got that goal against Palace. Um, but I think he'll probably revert back to, like you say, the, the team that he had in those home games. Um, and obviously, like you say, you're waiting just to have the, the quality of the likes of Trippier um, and Callum Wilson back. Even Ryan Fraser, because I think he's been massively improved under Eddie Howe. Uh, but yeah, definitely for me, you could go back to the sort of the, the more familiar team that he's had. Um, maybe maybe one or two changes based on their performances, but I think, like I say, Liverpool, you want your your best eleven available because, um, like I say, no again, no disrespect to Norwich, but they're they're a completely different animal to, to what Norwich were. What do you see happening with the team, Scott? Um, I think if players are fit, like what Ian said, you go back to back to what you know. Really, I think. Fabian Shell come back in if he's fit. Um, and I, I don't think he was injured. I don't remember him picking up a knock or anything the last game. He was, just he was on the rested, bench. So, so yeah. he must have been fit um, enough to, to feature at some point. I think also with the sheer height that Liverpool have got at the back with Van Dyke, you've got to play Chris Wood. Like He's the only person you can really start up front because you know, I, I I don't think St. Maxwell would be able to do much up there. Joe Linton may be able to do a job, but you want him in the middle. You, you want him pretty much stuck to Thiago if he plays because I think he can do a job on him and he'll silence him throughout the game. Hopefully he can. Um, and, I, and I think we might see Kieran Trippier on the bench. I think he might, you know, just as just to spur the team on it. I know he was aiming to come back from Norwich, so I know we'll, we'll know a lot more tomorrow in his press conference, but I'd like to see maybe it's just a, him on the bench in the squad just to pick the team up even more. I mean, I don't know how much higher they can get. Like they're on cloud nine now, but 
it, it would be good to see if he is back, if he is ready. Um, they said he was ahead of schedule, so we'll see what happens. Do you risk him if uh, if he is ready, or do you you know just just make make no, sure not at he's all. right? Put him on the bench and and just it'll just it'll bring everyone up. The whole stadium will be buzzing just for the fact he's on the bench. Um, you know the chance will start whatever it is, and you know you don't even have to use him. It just that in the back of your mind to know that he's there to come on is is enough for for some. To so bring him on, on in on the ninetieth minute if we've got a free kick edge of the box. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Absolutely. nil nil, if it's nil nil, and he's not come on, there's a free kick edge of the box. I think I'll take I'll take the the chance on him there. Bring, bring him on on his crutches, just wheel him yeah, out, yeah. put him on that pitch. <laughs> So I Jack, give a we... Tim Kroll with a penalty kick out. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack, if we were to, uh, you know, let, let's let's raise your your profile up. Let's make you manager of Newcastle United for Saturday. How do you go about winning this game or getting a result? I think you've just got to sort of look at the last two games Liverpool have played this week. Um, I think Villarreal and Everton definitely more so um, look to frustrate Liverpool. Um, you know, I don't really want to see us diving like Gordon was uh, the other weekend, but the, you could see that it sort of sparked a few of the Liverpool players where they were sitting deep um, and, and any opportunity and any time any of the players got touched, you they went straight down. I'd quite like to see that sort of dirty side of us. Um, we're not going to be able to compete with them. Um, on a footballing level uh, yet, hopefully in a few years' time we can sort of compete, but I think we're going to be a bit more realistic on 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 how we're going to approach a game. I don't really want to see us try stick to the same formation like we did against Spurs and get absolutely walked through. Um, I think this might be the game that we see the return of a back three. Lascelles maybe stays in that centre with uh, Dan Burn to the left and Shart to the right. Um, would you Would you leave Kraft as a right wing back or would you maybe put Murphy in so you can, you've got a bit more pace and a, a bit more of an attack in front on the flanks and obviously Matt Target just keeps his spot um, and then I, it, to be honest it, it sounds very Steve Bruce of me but under under Eddie Howe I don't think we're going to see us at the same playing style but I'd like to see maybe a 5-3-2 uh, with Maxi and, and, and Chris Wood up top so you've got Chris Wood who can win the aerial battles and, and Maxi just playing that sort of number 10 role, just playing off him um, and then just flood the midfield with, you know, Bruno, Shelby, uh, Joe Linton, uh, just because Liverpool's centre midfield with uh, Thiago at the minute, the, the guy's absolute baller. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if he controls the game, then we'll just be sat watching him spray balls about. So, yeah, whack big Joe on him, put a few challenges in. Frustrate them a little bit and then look to counter attack them on the flanks with uh, Maxi up top as well. It's that mad midfield that that scares me as well. You know what what they're capable of doing, whether it's it's keeping the ball, moving it quickly. You know they they, they just seem to have everything in there. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, talking about you know potentially going having those two wing backs. Obviously, Liverpool like to to really utilise their two wing backs getting forward and and whether or not we can you know, have enough to, to counteract that and, and, and get in behind it because they do like to leave space in behind, you know, both Robertson and um down 
down there, their left. Um, and then we know obviously Trent on on the right. They'd love to get up, get right up front and push up in. You know, even at times the they're kind of playing as inside right and inside left in those those kind of positions. So if we can, you know, utilize a, a bit of pace, a bit of quick breaking, and get into those spaces in behind, you know, that's maybe where we've we've got an opportunity to to hit them and cause them some issues. But uh, we're certainly going to have to be at, at our best to do that. Um, we're going into the game. Where we haven't we haven't got a result in our last last ten against Liverpool, so it's you know it's it's a it's a crazy crazy situation to be in. So we've kind of we've lost our we've lost six and, and drawn four within within that last time. You got to go back to December twenty fifteen, um, the last time that we uh, we won a two was that Paul, home win. Was that Pardew's first game? No. Uh, was you Steve, know, uh, Steve it would have McLaren, been Steve McLaren. Oh, of course, yeah, man. Yeah, so um, and I, I think that I think I was thinking of the three nil. I think it was a three nil when Bardu's first game against Liverpool. Uh, that would have been when Jose Enrique went and goal. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this this was our our last home victory against Liverpool. So yeah, Steve McLaren was the manager. Jurgen Klopp was the Liverpool manager at the time, um, and it took. Took two Liverpool players as it, as it happens. Looking at, looking at that to score our goals. Obviously, uh, Wijnaldum was playing for us at the time and scored a very late goal, ninetieth minute. But when oh, you just yeah, you, it's you why he that, dinked it over, wasn't it? He yeah, over yeah. Keep his leg. So, but uh, Paul Dummett features there at left back for Newcastle United and is still in the Newcastle United squad. Wow. Would you would you imagine that twenty fifteen? I would imagine he's probably the only player from around about that time that would uh, would still be anywhere near the squad. Um, at that, and then you look across at the the Liverpool team, and you know, again, even then, where where they weren't, you know, kind of at at their brilliant best, they still had a heck of a team. When you look at some of those names, obviously Bobby Firmino still playing for them, uh, James Milner still still there. Uh, albeit Firmino's injured and Milner's be, been a bit of a bit part player at the at the moment, so it's uh, quite a quite a game. What to go back to twenty fifteen? Our our last last victory. So it, when you you think of that, it doesn't it doesn't fill you with great amounts of uh, confidence going in into Saturday. Um, and if we look at our last five fixtures against Liverpool um, in the the most recent recent again. Bit of uh, a bit of hope there because we have uh, or hope, hope as we, we like to say with a, with a couple of draws chucked in there, but a lot of three one defeats, um, which you know targets a, a, a bit of a, a high scoring game. We always are likely to con. Oh, sorry, were likely to to, to concede a lot of goals. So you know that those those recent results, the the run of form that Liverpool are on, we're on a decent run of form as well, but. You would just think the the odds and history are, are maybe somewhat against us, um, but we're going to go into it on Saturday. We're, we're full of confidence. We're, we're full of hope. You're going to have the the ground is full, as we said. It's a it's a sellout. Everybody's going to be well up for it. Um, Ian, what's your prediction? What you're going for? I'm going. And I think because of the the recent run that we've been on and and the confidence that that we've got. Um, I'm going to go for an optimistic 2-2 draw. 
Um, I don't I don't think we've got enough to win, but I think we'll we'll have enough to disrupt them. Uh, it's a bit I, I was trying to see before we came on if any Newcastle manager has ever won seven home games in a row. I don't know if it's ever happened, so someone will be able to to put in the comments whether it has or not. But I think I, I Liverpool... seem to remember Monday night saying it it had been done. Right. But you've got to go you've got to go way, way back. Way back. Um I think yeah, definitely I think... Keegan definitely did it in the in the season we won the the uh, first division um because we won eleven. That was our first eleven wow. games um in that one and I think we probably would have been seven seven home games. So that, that would be my strong guess, but then you're probably looking at Bobby, which was definitely the last one to win six. Six, yeah. It's probably around about that time. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think Liverpool probably just that little bit too much quality uh, to, to to get three points. So optimistic, I'd say two two draw. Um, taking the little in as well for his first game, so I'm really excited about that. So hopefully there there'll at least be some some goals. Um, I'm sure um, War Flags were planning on having their flags up in into level seven as well. Yep. So uh, it should make for an amazing atmosphere, and I think that's hopefully what can disrupt disrupt Liverpool and will come away with a point. I'd be absolutely buzzing to take a point off the, a, a team of calibre Liverpool. Do you think yeah, we'll I mean, see the return of the massive surfer flag for this game? I think it's, it's uh, been, think so. been put away for a while. I think we always seem to get it out. Of, I think we definitely had it out that last game. Oh, Rafa, the, yeah. Rafa played, yeah. We had it out ooh, maybe two or three home games ago. Um, it was the, it actually was the first game when they put the flags into the East Stand and the Leesers. When they did that, we had the big surfer flag in the Gallagher because all the flags were elsewhere in the ground. Yeah. So we had the, yeah. the, the big one in there. So definitely, definitely for that. Uh, but Jack, what what are you going? What you what are you saying? Um, I'm not as optimistic as Ian, but um, <laughs> I think it it wouldn't surprise me if we probably got a goal. Um, I couldn't tell you what minute, but I'm sure Scott will tell us when we'll score. <laughs> um, but I, I can see us maybe going ahead first with the atmosphere. Uh, a very similar game to the, the Spurs game um, at the first game after the takeover, where we get a bit of an early goal, but I think then Liverpool will just come back maybe a we'll see maybe a 2-1. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, if it was somebody off the bench coming and settled the score with it, maybe a Divock Origi. Um, I mean, Liverpool have pretty much been, well, Jurgen Klopp started the, the narrative of, oh, we're playing too many games, um, even though they should be used to it by now. Um, I know there was a video of Virgil van Dijk who was in an interview after the Villarreal match and he laughed that they have to go to Newcastle 12.30 on a Saturday. So maybe that mentality is also getting into the players' heads as well. They've got a lot to, lot to, more to lose than we have. Um, you know, it's, it's one of them where, the, you know, the, the nerves could get to them. Energy levels, could it get to them? And that's probably going to be the the only miracle if we come out with anything. But yeah, I think it, we can't be too disappointed if it's a two-one to Liverpool. Yeah, I think I'm of a, a similar mindset. I think uh, I think Klopp's lucky it's not a, a half-five kickoff on Saturday yeah. night because he would certainly be in for a very very different mm. uh, atmosphere after everybody had kind of been out all day on Saturday and uh, getting themselves. Uh, lubed up, ready for the for the game, and the atmosphere is is always is is always tasty. But I dare say everybody will be bang up for it. Um, 
as as you mentioned, war flags have, have been doing fantastic kind of for the, the, the atmosphere. So that's going to get really everybody up and going. The the opportunity for a little bit of payback in, you know, to bust their their title race would would be lovely. Um heart and head for me, I think, you know, I'd I'd love to get a result, but the the head's kind of bringing us down to down to earth and I'm probably of a of a similar opinion to you, Jack. I think maybe I think it'll probably be a little bit tighter. Um maybe a one one nil win to, to Liverpool or if if there is a goal, maybe a, a two one to Liverpool, but I just as as good as as good as as we've been playing and the results we've been getting, that I, I just I think this is maybe the time that it uh, it it comes comes to bite. Well, unfortunately, um, but none of this matters because the only person that does know what is going to happen <laughs> is, as I said, our psychic Scott, the man that can't get any scores wrong at the minute. So no pressure whatsoever, Scott. No. You know we don't want to put any on you. But what is Saturday's result going to be? Well, I've I've checked me almanac, sport and history book that I got from the future, um, and I'm uh, I'm actually going to be a bit more optimistic. I'm going for a one nil win. I recommend wow. it. I think we'll we'll absolutely frustrate the hell out of them, and then around the hour mark we're going to nick a goal, um, and then we'll just shut up shop and we'll, we'll not break them down. I think it'll be all Liverpool, and I think it'll be a horrible game to watch from a Newcastle side of things. But I reckon we'll do enough to. Fend them off. It'll be balls to the wall defending, and then Maxi will break and he'll set through Chris Wood and he'll tap one in. Our mark. Has Liverpool conceded not? Uh, sorry, has Liverpool not scored at all this season in any game? They got beat one nil off Leicester. Oh, well, we and that was the last we, league. That was the last league game they lost, Leicester. and they got yeah. beat one nil off Inter. That was the last game they lost. So I'm going for a one nil defeat. Uh, one nil win to Newcastle. And they haven't evidence. They haven't scored. They they haven't conceded many goals either. No. When you you look at their their kind of form and, and results, they, I mean, obviously having Virgil Van Dijk at the back certainly helps with that. Matip's come back in as well and has been playing very very well. So we we are going to have to you know be at our best to to try and get something, which is why I think maybe a, a tight game. But Scott, if if that one comes up. You're going to be burnt at the, the stake for witchcraft. <laughs> if it's nil nil at 55 minutes, my Twitter's going to explode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody will be hoping for a signal within the ground. Get on, get on the uh, next goal scorer on the hour. I'll, send, I, I'll uh, get the 4G on. But there we have it. Um, some some pessimism, some optimistic score lines, but uh, we're all hoping for a, a good game and. Uh, Looking to somehow pull a pull a result out of the bag yet again for this one. We've all got faith in Eddie. We've got faith in the team that they're uh, they're certainly going to give it their their best try. Uh, we look forward to Eddie's press conference tomorrow morning, where we'll find out um, a little bit more about what the team is going to be looking like. Um, if there's any any new injury uh, news or returns, maybe that that trip yeah one could be on. Uh, another another psychic insight from the Gallagher Shots team. Um, but you will see um, much more from us in the, the coming days. So we've got a live going on at the mo- on Thursday night that you'll be able to catch up with uh, Chris and Decker looking at Eddie's um, tenure at the moment. Extra Time is back on Friday night with uh, Laura and our very own Roger. And then, of course, I'll be back with the other three on Monday night for the Always Smiling Faces podcast. And no doubt over the weekend, we'll have a match review and a look back at uh, 
whatever happened on Saturday and whether or not Scott has done it again. But as ever, thank you for watching. No thank you for listening. Um, if you want to become a member of the, the, the YouTube channel, click that little button down below. It costs as little as how much, Scott? It's $2.99 a month. $2.99 a month. I mean, what can you buy for £3 a month these days? Who Not hasn't got two ninety nine? Who hasn't got two ninety nine? So I think Freddo's at that price now, aren't they? So well, that's it. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> so yeah, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, and if you do fancy becoming a member, go and do that. It helps us do great things like looking at our faces in fabulous four K Ultra HD definition. Beautiful. But thank you for joining. Let's hope our score lines do come back to fruition. Um, Scott's particularly, but we'll see you later. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.